everyone. I'm your host, Brenna McCullough, and welcome back to the best season. So if you can believe it, today is episode 25. So pretty big milestone to make it 25 episodes. Um, I'm so grateful again for everyone that has listened. Um, and again, this is just a small little podcast that... It might not reach anyone or it might reach, reach someone, but I'm so grateful for it. It's been so fun to like have this little way to be, you know, talking to you guys and help someone and it's just such a beautiful thing and I'm so grateful for it and grateful for all of you that have listened. Um, today I'm coming with you for another milestone as well, so... Today was 25 episodes, but another milestone is um, mother-related, motherhood-related, and if you're not interested in this episode, that's perfectly fine, Um, but I'm just sort of going to go on my breastfeeding journey, um, which is officially at its end right now. Um, It's been almost 72 hours, and um, it's bittersweet. It's very bittersweet that the time is up and it's probably been, you know, probably too long that you think too because it Brooks is 20 months, so almost two years old. But, you know, my goal when I had him was just to try. You know, I never knew if I was going to be able to, if that would ever be a thing. So I always said, you know, I'm going to try it and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to, you know, do formula feed because I always said fed is best and whatever you have to do, you have to do, except this dumbass formula shortage is ridiculous, which um, we've dealt with that too with formula because my supply dipped um, probably when he was around one years old. Um Actually, it might have been before that when he first got sick on our first vacation with him um, that he got, that I had a dip in supply with the stress and everything. But the formula shortage made it really hard too, so I was grateful to be able to breastfeed. But when my supply dipped, that was sort of when um, we had to do formula, which was hard to find. And then his formula recalled around when he was one year so. Luckily, we got him switched over to whole milk at one, so we didn't have to worry about that as much, but my heart goes out to every woman that is going through trying to find formula, especially if you have a baby that needs a specific formula. So Brooks was one that the formula was very unsettling to his stomach, so we had to do um, a hypoallergenic formula for him. And then it ended up being recalled. So that was great. So I get it. I get the formula shortage to um, 100%, which is a shame. You know, we live in a country that you think we wouldn't have to worry about that, but we do. Um, So hopefully that stops soon and we get back to our normal formula and being able to find it. But um, back to my breastfeeding journey. So when I was at the hospital, it was very hard at first to get Brooks to latch. Um, and I had to use a few different things to try and help to, um, 
get him to latch. And I won't get into details about that because no one probably cares to hear about that. But I had difficulties at first. But then, um, like first 24 hours, I was able to get him to latch um, with some assistance. And he did well. Um, luckily, I produced very quickly. So, um, I had a big supply, but it was insane, um, how much I had. And I wish I would have known before to like start pumping like right away. Cause I waited till like, uh, how long was it? Probably six weeks. I honestly wish I would have done it sooner, um, to get a bigger supply, but I had a really good supply with what I had. Um, but I was so grateful to be able to get him to latch and do all those things. So I started pumping around six weeks and saving that for supply when I went back to work at 12 weeks postpartum, which again is insanity that, you know, that is a lot for some people. Some people only get a few, a couple weeks. Um, and some of that that I had was unpaid because I didn't have enough time and, with short-term disability and things like that with, um, FMLA and everything. It's just a whole headache. And some days I wish we lived in a country where we didn't have to worry about that. And you had all this time off. It would be wonderful. But again, that's a different discussion. Um, but I had to save a decent supply whenever I left to go back to work because Tyler was going to be having, you know, him till, you know, for most of the day until he went to work because he works nights and he's a superhero. I don't know how he does it, but he watches our kid. Um, you know, he has him being a dad most of the day and then he goes and busts his ass at work with minimal sleep. And I don't know how he does it, but I'm so grateful for him. Um, but we had to learn to do the bottle and get him to drink the breast milk in the bottle, which he did fairly well with. So it made it a lot easier to go back to work. It was still hard, but um, we were able to get all that down and breastfeeding was going well. But at home, it was crazy, like how your hormones change and with breastfeeding and the oversupply and being up pumping or being up feeding all the time or leaking and oh, all that stuff. Um, and you know, women that have to deal with engorgement and mastitis and all that craziness with being postpartum and night sweats. Oh, it's so much to deal with, but it was like a legit, a full-time job. Um, breastfeeding. Cause I literally felt like I got no sleep, but, um, but whenever I went back to work, I was nervous about pumping at work. If Would I have time here? I'm a nurse. Um, and you always worry about having time on the floor and getting a, a break. And I usually don't get breaks. But I was like, you know what? I'm making myself get a break so I can pump, so I can get my kid, you know, the milk. Since I have the supply, there's no point of me stopping. So I usually pumped twice a shift or usually about 10 minutes each um, session. And I remember the first time it pumped at work because I was doing, I don't think I've pumped for like a few hours. So I fed him in the morning 
And then I went to work, worked a couple hours, and I pumped in five minutes. Like, I want to say it was like 27 ounces in one session. And I was like, holy shit, like if this is it, I'm going to have an insane amount. But it would dip a little bit depending on how long I would go between feeding or pumping. Then it would be more obviously. But um, we, I was holding strong, usually doing about that much each time, slowly going down a bit, not as much as 27 ounces each time, but still pumping a lot. Um, and we went on vacation that September and I, my supply dropped. Brooks got sick and it was just an inner infection, but he did not want to eat or drink anything. Um, well, he would want, you know, to breastfeed, but my supply was dipping really low and I didn't know how much he was getting, but my supply dipped because I was so stressed and I was discouraged because my goal was to make it a year. Um, I'm, I'm like, once I knew pumping was going well, and was breastfeeding, I was like, okay, I want to see if I can make it to a year. If I don't, it's fine. But if I do, that's awesome. Um, so my supply dipped and I'm like, crap, I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. But luckily once he got back on an antibiotic was better. I went back to breastfeeding and he was doing great. Um, I think at that time we started to supplement, but I cannot honestly remember because the stress was so high with going back from, you know, going back home and things like that. Um, but around, was it December? Yeah. So I got COVID in December of last year around Christmas, me, Tyler, and Brooks did. And I think we, and that's when we were doing formula for the most part. And then Brooks was like, um, so yeah, I think after vacation, I was mainly formula and then at night and throughout the day, I would just do like comfort feedings pretty much is what we would call it. Um, and in December when COVID hit, I was planning to like stop breastfeeding because I was like, I just can't do it anymore. Um, you know, this is it. And wanted to do that. And when he got COVID, he had fevers. He did very well with it, but for a few days, like he did not want to eat or drink anything other than like doing like some popsicles because it was cool. It felt good. Um, I did a little bit of Pedialyte, but he still didn't want it. And I just breastfed him. I didn't know how much he was getting, but he was comfortable. He felt better. And I just kept doing what I could. We had some milk frozen, so we tried to use that, but he preferred being breastfed because he just, I think it was a comforting thing for him. And it was skin to skin. I tried to do a lot of skin to skin when he had COVID and he did really, really well. Um, but we did, we did that. And then after he got sick, went through the holidays, we were still doing formula, obviously, because you're not supposed to do the whole milk after until after one. Um, but he still, like, every time he would lift up my shirt and want breastfed. Um, and it wasn't, like, a ton. It was usually at night and more as a comfort thing. And that's mainly what he was doing. But, hey, we were still breastfeeding. I was still counting that as, 
you know, I wasn't breastfeeding full time. I was still breastfeeding. Um, so after a year hit, I was like, you know, he's on whole milk now. He won't want it. He still wanted it. And, you know, I might get a lot of flack for this and that's okay. But this is just what I've done. But we do, he does co-sleep with me. Um, and I think for him, it was more of a comfort thing, um, to breastfeed. And so I would breastfeed him throughout the night. And then I, and we got, I slept great. He slept great. But throughout the night, he would be breastfeeding a lot of the night, which is a lot. Like I slept good, but it was just when you have, you know, a baby on you 24 seven, it's like when you're touched out is what I call it. And it's very overwhelming and just exhausting. Um, just that stimulation all the time of being touched is just a lot on a person. Um, and other moms, I'm sure you understand, um, the overstimulation, but, um, he was doing that throughout the night and then he was throughout the day sometimes too. And I would just let him because I was like, I don't want to fight. I just want to, you know, if he's calm, I'm calm. And then when did it happen? I would say like last week or the week before, I just was like, you know, I'm not producing that much. I can't, I can't be producing that much, but I still was. And it was just more of like a comfort thing. And it was hard for me to let go. Cause even though I made it past the year, you know, I was so happy and I was so proud of myself because it was a lot of work um, and a lot of research and a lot of, you know, learning new things. Um, and I just felt bad because I didn't want to let that go yet, but I knew I'm like, he's getting older. Um, I don't want to be breastfeeding much longer because for me, it was just a lot. It was exhausting and mentally it's a lot too. Um, not as much now just because it's more of a comfort thing. It's not like, oh my God, he needs, he needs this. Um, it's more of just being beneficial, like supplementation for him. Um, so about last week I just said, I'm like, I'm just going to try, see how it goes. Well, not last week. Well, son, I think it was Friday or Saturday. I said, I'm just going to see how it goes, Tyler. It did not go well at first. The first night when I kept telling him no, he was trying to put, um, lifting up my shirt. Oh, uh. Which I just said, no, that's enough. You know, we're all done. And he threw a tantrum and we're close to two. So like the tantrum stage is sort of starting, which is frustrating, but we're trying to weed, weed through it. Um, but he would just scream and I would like have to try and console him. And I really just wanted to just be like, okay, let's just breastfeed him. He'll go to bed. But I was like, Brennan, you cannot, you need to be firm don't do it. So he would cry a little bit and then I would just hold him, hug him. I would put on a show for him just like to help settle him down. And he did that the first night, probably four or five times. He would wake up crying. Um, just cause I think it was used, he was used to just be it being right there and him being able to latch on and that'd be good. Um, which sorry, my nose is Allergies are terrible this season um, with the weather changes and stuff. So I apologize. But um, so the first night, not so well. Second night was a little better, but still he was throwing the tantrums, whatever. Um, but that first, the first night after that, I woke, I woke up, we both did around 830 
and he was wanting that. So I did let him that morning. So that was Sunday morning. I was like, okay, just let him have that. All day Monday, he didn't grab my shirt. He didn't like nothing, which I was surprised because usually he's just grabbing all the time. So Sunday, we were with family Sunday. So he was like busy playing with my niece and nephew. So like he wasn't even noticing that night. He did like a couple times, but I said, no, we're not. And he took his regular milk and did good. Um, so that was good. And then yesterday I was at work. So like when I'm at work, it's a little bit easier because he doesn't know he just is drinking other milk or whatever. Um, and yes, in Monday, so Sunday night into Monday morning, he did like two or three times. I would say he tried to like, whenever I was like, we were sleeping, he tried, but I just told him no. And he would throw the tantrum. But I would just put, he, he loves Octonauts and Bluey, but Octonauts was on, I'm in there, I put it on in the room just enough to calm him down and then I would turn it off when he settled down. And so I just really tried to be comforting to him, just say like, it's okay, like, you know, and again, you might not agree with how I did things and agree with co-sleeping or whatever, and I understand that's you know, people have differing opinions and that's okay, but this is just what has worked for me. And as a first time mom, it was a lot mentally and this made me feel safest with him and he felt safest too. Um, so anyways, so that was Sunday into Monday. And then last night, I, I honestly think he only woke up like once it was once or twice. So like at night, he usually falls asleep on the couch um, as I'm doing some things like today I'm doing the podcast. Um, so he'll fall asleep on the couch, usually wake up within an hour. I'll brush his teeth um, and then I'll take him up to bed. After I got him up to bed, he literally, like I said, he woke up, I think once, maybe twice. I don't think it was twice, but he woke up once, slept the rest of the night and it was so nice it's just not having, and like, honestly, like your chest, like it sounds silly, but with breastfeeding, it's like your chest like goes like in is what it feels like because you're just constantly having that like attachment and it took a toll on my back. Like I was hurting so bad and went to a chiropractor recently too, that really has helped because that was a lot on like my chest and my back and my neck. Cause you're just in this like curled position when you're breastfeeding. At least I was, um, my choir teacher would be fuming if she saw my posture, by the way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, having that constant constant attachment was a lot. But last night, like, it was so nice to, like, do that. And yesterday, I know I was at work mostly, but he wasn't, like, grabbing at my shirt. Today, didn't grab my shirt until... He did like once a little bit ago, like when he was getting tired, but I said, nope, we're not doing that. And he just walked away and just went and did his own thing. And I would give him his milk or whatever. And he was fine. It was crazy. Like I sort of wish that I would have been like more stern about it before when I had tried to stop, but I just gave in, but he was like, you know, okay. And then just went on. And like, usually if he's like by me, like by my you know, by my boo if like, or if he's laying on my chest, he'll want 
he'll want to breastfeed, but like now he's not even doing that. So that was refreshing. However, then comes the part where the guilt, the bittersweet feelings come in. So you guys have probably seen too, I got a breast milk ring, which some people are like, what the hell? That's disgusting. Which if you feel that way, fine. I really don't care. Um, I love it. And I think it's a beautiful way to have that memory in a little beautiful piece of jewelry. Um, and I cherish it tremendously. It's such a beautiful piece. Um, you might've seen it on my Instagram. I absolutely love it. And when I've been thinking of the past like 72 hours, um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this journey. I'm so grateful that I was able to feed him for as long as I did and supplement and give him all those beneficial things that breastfeeding does um, with also giving formula or milk, whatever we did, because I just couldn't, I was, I had a big supply at first, but later on didn't, but to have the support that I did for my husband, for my family, um, the fear of breastfeeding was a thing for me too. That was like, Oh, well, what if someone says something while I'm breastfeeding now, if you have an issue with me breastfeeding or did before, I honestly don't care because it's not, it's so sexualized now that people are like, Oh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm literally feeding my child, I'm literally giving them the benefits they need, the nutrition they need. So if that makes you uncomfortable, that's a red flag for you, not for me, because it's not my problem. Um, and I would say too, if it bugs you, look away. You don't have to look, you don't have to be watching. So that's what I think is just don't look. And if you do see it and you don't like it, just turn the other way and then you'll never have to see it. Um, and even me, like I always tried to make sure I was covered up, had like a drape, whatever, but I'm sure at one point something might have flown out of the side or something, whatever I was feeding. Because if you understand how it is to feed a child and their legs and kicking and moving, I'm sure something happened in the midst of that. But um, it was it was a lot. It was a, such a, I think it was such a great thing for him and I. Like, we obviously would have bonded either way, but... It was just so special and like the nights that I was tired or whatever, that made it a little bit easier to be able to breastfeed. Um, and like doing formula, a shout out to the mothers that had to do formula because I can't imagine like how hard it was um, to do that, especially late at night. That had to be absolutely exhausting because um, like mixing up the bottle and all that stuff, oh, that'd been a pain. Um, but it's just, it's amazing what moms can do, honestly. I now, like, in my heart is just so full right now because I gave myself such a hard time postpartum and was beating myself up for, you know, breast, like how I was breastfeeding or how I was pumping and what I was doing right and wrong and was I feeding him enough? Was I doing the right times? And, you know, always beating myself up of I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not doing enough. And my husband always tell me like, Brennan, you're doing everything. You're such a good mom. And I never believed it. And 
I still have those days where I just, uh, but today, like I felt such a wave of peace and love and joy of these past almost 20 months. Um, I honestly can't believe I made a little human with my husband. I can't believe that I was able to breastfeed as long as I could. I can't believe I was able to support him as he was growing, being able to do all those things and help him. Like when he was sick, when I was able to breastfeed, like that helped a lot because that was the only intake he would take for me. Um, It's just, it's incredible. It's incredible what the human body does, whether you're able to breastfeed or not, to be able to bring life into the world and go through that process is incredible. It's, and I hope that every human, every woman is able to experience that. And if you're having trouble with fertility, I, I'm praying over you that you, that the meds work and that you're able to have this beautiful life or be witness to someone that has experienced this. Um, it's such a beautiful thing and it's been an emotional ride for me the past few days because I know that that part of my journey is coming to an end and I thought I was ready and then now to sit here record this and say like it's over it's a lot it's a lot and I told my husband I'm like it's just I hate that I feel guilty because I shouldn't feel guilty but I do. I felt like, oh, I could go a little bit longer. But for me, mentally, I needed it. Um, And I think even too with breastfeeding, I feel like um, mentally it's a lot. You're up all night long. Like I remember when we were in the hospital, he was on one boob for an hour and a half and an hour and a half on the other one. I was literally so tired so tired but I'm glad I was able to like feed him well and my milk came in really well but I was so exhausted and to have the stress have that stimulation it was so much for me and I had my blood pressure issues so it was like all that going on and um so that was a lot and but now looking back at it I'm like I'm so grateful I had that I'm so grateful that I went through that because now I learned, now I know what I can expect next time if we do have another one. Um, and I actually didn't think I'd want another one. Um, just not because Brooks, Brooks and Tyler have been amazing. Brooks has been so much fun and would be the best big brother. Um, but it was the health issues I had afterward. Everything ended up being good and coming out amazing and I'm so glad I'm back to where I need to be but I don't want it to happen again and I know no one can control that but I am going to a new doctor a new OB um in January um just to talk about my postpartum hypertension talk about anxiety postpartum anxiety um and also get your regular pap test this is your 
public service announcement to get your your pap test because you need to get checked. But um, I just now that I'm thinking more, it's just now to see where we are and how amazing we have worked as a team, me and my husband, to have the life that we have. I really have thought about it more, but it's going to take a lot of thinking and a lot of talk before I make my decision because um, it was a big, it was a big change for me. It was a lot for me, a lot mentally that I'm still trying to work through. You know, I, I've been open and honest about being on Zoloft and trying to come off of Zoloft and that not going so hot. Um, and that's just a lot of things you have to put into consideration when you try to have another baby. Um, and, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that whatever decision we make, it's going to be the best decision for us. And I don't have to feel guilty about it either. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but I'm going to do a quick ad break and I'll be right back. Okay, so I am back from our ad break, but like I was saying, it's going to be something with, if we want another child, it's going to be a lot of talk before we make that decision. And two, um, no matter what we decide, we know it'll be the best for us and it'll be okay. You know, we did the one, we said we would have one or two when we finally decide because we didn't want kids before. So to uh, for us to have one is a is a miracle in itself because we weren't planning to like before we weren't planning to and then we ended up deciding to have one um and it's just I'm grateful to have a partner that is so thoughtful and listens to how I feel about postpartum and understood what I went through um and I might be seeing if he wants to come to my appointment with me um, with my new OB, because I do want to talk about the postpartum hypertension, if there's any way we can prevent that to do, like, a baby aspirin, or do, do I need to do blood pressure meds throughout pregnancy, will that control it, so I don't know, um, and I don't want, and I think the big part of it, too, is anxiety, I don't want the anxiety to come back rearing its ugly head and that be causing my blood pressure issues too because I think that in and of itself was an issue for me too was how stressed I was um but now that I know how postpartum is what I went through the first time knowing that I can count on help um and I at first I knew I would have as much help in the world that I wanted but I was terrified to ask for help because my house was a mess. I was a mess. I smelled. If anyone knows what postpartum smell smells like, you understand. Um, and I felt like a bother asking for help. But now I know like, oh my God, like ask for help. Have someone come over, bring a hot meal. Like please to not worry about that. You know, it would be I, I hate that. And also it made it hard too, because it was in the middle of COVID and you have all these other factors coming in of, okay, well, I don't want all these visitors coming in, being around my baby whenever 
there's this ugly virus going around, you know? So there's a lot of first time things that I went through that now I'm like, okay, we know what to expect this time around. So I think, okay, like, I know it will still be stressful and there'll be anxiety, but maybe I control it a little bit better because I know how postpartum was. I know what to expect. But I know each postpartum experience can be different. So that's what the scary part is. But I'm so grateful for the nurses that I did have the to that delivered. Um, they were phenomenal. And one of the nurses actually, like, she didn't really take care of me. She took care of Brooks in the nursery, but she's a family friend and still checked on me and brought us Frosties at the hospital when we, del- when I delivered and, you know, just, it's so amazing to have that support. And now, you know, when I am having those postpartum struggles, I can now be open about it and not fight it before I just kept it in. Other than my husband, which bless his soul, he was there for me every day despite my hormones like crazy and so emotional. But like, I still remember the moment I looked at my mom and it was fresh, like postpartum. And I was so scared to even um, admit that I was going through postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, Until I talked, like I talked to my cousin Meg, um, who really helped me a lot with postpartum. And then my friend Kayla and other friends that helped me, you know, just going over to someone's house. So like now this time I'm like, okay, now you can, now you can, you know, go to someone's house after or have someone over. So you have that company when you're on maternity leave. Like I didn't want to go anywhere. And that, I think I put it a lot on myself and I shouldn't have. I should have asked for help. But now I know if we do have another one, I know the things I can do differently. Um, but it still holds that anxiety of, of what if things get worse? What if the hypertension is an, a long issue? Um, and that's the scary thing. I never had it before. I never had issues. And being a nurse, you see that all the time. But for when you see it yourself... And you have stroke level blood pressures, it comes full circle. And it's just a really scary time. And I don't want that scary time again. And that was enough to push me away from wanting another one. But now being almost two years postpartum, I'm finally myself again. I don't feel like I'm close. I feel like I am myself again. To see, and even though like this breastfeeding journey is done, to see the life I've created in Brooks is just the greatest blessing, the greatest gift, the greatest love that I could experience with my husband and him. Um, like he's in this phase where he just loves to hug you and will grab your face and just give the sweetest little cheese smile and any, any negative thought or any stress that you have is just gone and previous episodes when I've talked about the stress I've been having and how family is so important no matter what the job is that's what's coming full circle for me now seeing my son and seeing him grow up is priority seeing my son grow up with my husband at my side 
experiencing family and love. That's what it's about. And I honestly just feel this overwhelming amount of joy and love and happiness and safety. And to have that again feels incredible. It feels like, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed and hoped that things would get better for my mind, for my body. And it did. It did. And I thank God every day for it. And I thank my husband every day for being the best support. And like, literally, I'm recording this and we're talking about something happening Friday. And he's talking about coming uptown to New Philly because he's off Fridays in Hasbrook's. And Tyler's like, I can always bring my queen coffee too. And I'm like, why are you so sweet? Like, literally, that's what he looks forward to on Fridays is bringing me a coffee with Brooks. And I just, how did I get so lucky? How did I get so lucky to have a man so amazing and caring and having a son that's so beautiful and loving and happy? I've never been more grateful for the family that I have, the journey that I've been on postpartum, the journey, the breastfeeding journey I've been on, it has been hard. It's been so hard, but it's been so beautiful at the same time. And I wish I'd listened to those moms that tell me like, it is hard, but it's going to be worth it. Cause I was like, how is this going to be worth it when I'm so scared, but it is so worth it. It's so worth it. And it doesn't mean that your fear goes away. The fear always stays, but It'll subside. Things will get better. And you won't worry so much. Um, I never thought I'd get here. I never thought I would get here again. To feel like myself. And like now I feel like myself. Like this weekend. Like we were going to a little farm place to see animals. And do like the pumpkin patch. And that's like, I'm so excited to do that with Brooks. And we went to the zoo recently going out with friends. And then Sunday, Tyler and I are doing a game day and going to the Browns game and going tailgating and have time for ourselves. Grateful for our families that help watch Brooks. And it's just like, this is what it's about. And I'm just realizing, you know, I'm 27 I'm really realizing what matters most. And it's family. It's love. And it's really put things into perspective for me um, with events going on recently. And I'm I'm grateful for this sort of, what is that called? Epiphany? Fuck, I don't know. But you know what I mean. Like, I finally have this understanding that, you know, this is where I want to be. Family is who I want to be with. And if things have to change because of that, that's okay. Because it's going to be a good change. It's going to be a change that's worth it. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters in this world. And yeah, I'm just going to let this ride out, see what happens. But all I know is that my family's here and they'll support me with it or with, a, with whatever I do. And now I can sort of focus on myself a little bit more. Now that the breastfeeding journey is over, like I have 
I feel like I'm like you have this up uplifting feeling of just like this weight off your shoulders which really it is because damn my shoulders hurt after all these after these almost two years of breastfeeding um but I almost feel like free just to be able to be me have my body to myself <laughs> um and under any other breastfeeding mother, mothers they'll understand what I mean when you have like freedom for yourself um and especially with overstimulation, I'm one that if I get overstimulated, like it's a, it's way too much and I get very mad and frustrated. So this is going to be huge for me and might honestly help with my anxiety a little bit too. Um, but like I said, it's a journey that I'll never forget. And if this is my last time, it is bittersweet. It really will be. Um, but if it's our last child, all I know is that it'll be, it's still worth it. If it's your only child, you are still just as good of a, as a mother as the one that has three or five or nine. Um, don't let anyone make you feel bad about having only one child because, and don't let anyone feel bad if you've had no children. You are the person that you need to be and you know that, and you know what you need in life and that's what matters. Um, I'm hoping that you know, I make a decision, um, with Tyler on if we want a second one and maybe that will get some clarity from the new OB that I'm going to. Um, but I know in my heart that whatever decision, whether we have another one or not, it's the right choice and it'll be okay. Cause we were able to bring him into the world and experience a joy that we never thought we'd be able to experience. So, this podcast episode, I hope, was uplifting for you and other mamas. And, you know, if you are a guy listening, I'm sorry, this probably isn't very much relatable to you. But if you're one that knows a mom, has a wife that's going to be a mom, or anything in that city, just be there for them. Love them. Support them postpartum. Make the bottle. Change the baby's diaper. Do those things. Do those things for that mama. Have her have 15 minutes, 30 minutes, get a shower. Do those things because I promise you it'll make a huge difference. Those are the things Tyler did for me and it made the world a difference. So just be there for your, for your wife, for your loved ones that are mamas soon to be that are postpartum, you know, a month or postpartum, two years any mama will support the help and the appreciation and we are grateful for all of you that have helped us in our postpartum journeys and I'm just so grateful for those that helped me get through that season because it was rough but we made it and here's on to the next journey with breastfeeding being over it's a whole new realm for me that I'm not used to so um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being a part of these 25 episodes, um, I really felt good about today's episode and bringing this raw content to you of how I feel and with breastfeeding, with having a second child, with all of these things. Um, it was nice to get off my chest. Ha! Huh. That literally was no pun intended, but whatever, whenever the shoe fits, you know. Um, but just thank you for this. Um, this felt like a really good and true episode and 
like I said, this is just another one of those seasons. It's going to be an even better season. Um, this past over a year and a half has been rocky for me, but it was worth every moment that I went through. And I'm just so grateful for the life that I have. And I'm grateful for you guys and hope that you are grateful for something or someone or anything in your life. And just remember to spread joy, spread love, spread happiness and hope. Um, be positive to yourself, love yourself, and we'll get through those bad days. And I'm so grateful for you guys and I love you guys and I can't wait to bring you more content and I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, now I'm going to get my makeup off, do my skincare, brush my teeth and go to bed. So love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your week and yeah, I think that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.